Good. Um, colouring in is good for a few things because it helps us focus. So that's why we've got some of the activities we do down here with Colleen. There are colouring in pages, but there's also some different craft things there as well. Um, it helps kids, but it also helps the adults. So if any kids, if the adults around you are struggling a bit, take the adults down there because they might need the help. So this morning we are going to use colours to describe what's going on. So I accidentally gave Jean <laughs> the wrong script. We are starting with Palm Sunday. Colours are a great way to think about emotion. So we are going to experience the emotions of Easter. So as the people over here are doing their craft, doing their colouring in, they can reflect on what's happening. If any of you would like to do that as at home during the week, whatever, you're in the same in the same space. So as you work, reflect on the story. Take your work home, stick it on the fridge, back in the toilet pool's good as well. So, Easter Sunday. Before Easter Sunday, we had Holy Week, which is also known as Passion Week. We begin by picking up the story on Palm Sunday as Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey. We begin with green, the colour of anticipation. The video. The story of Easter, the triumphal entry. This is Jesus, hey who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like calming storms and even raised people from the dead. At this time, the Jewish people were celebrating a festival called Passover that had been celebrated since the time of Moses when God brought his people out of Egypt. So Jesus was going to Jerusalem to celebrate. Jesus and his disciples stopped in the town. And Jesus told two of his disciples to go on ahead of them. Okay. He told them to go into a village and that they would see a young donkey that no one had ever ridden. He told them to untie it and bring it to him. If anyone asks, what are you doing? He told them to just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. So the disciples did what Jesus said and brought him the donkey. A long time ago, before Jesus was even born, God had said that the Savior, the King of Israel, would come to Israel in this way. And now Jesus was doing just as God had said. The news that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem swept through the city. Many heard about all the amazing things he had done, so they cut palm branches and ran to see him. The Pharisees and religious rulers realized that there was nothing they could do, for everyone was going to see Jesus. Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem, and the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of him. His followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. The Pharisees were upset. And they told Jesus to stop the people from saying things like that. But Jesus said, if they keep quiet, 
the stones along the road would burst into tears. So the people kept on singing, Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered, asking, Who is this? And the crowds replied, It's Jesus. And Jesus rode the donkey through the street of Jerusalem to the temple in a triumphal entry, just as God said he would many years before. Gonna stand and sing uh, another wonderful hymn. Um, again, it's a chance to respond to the story of what Easter tells us um, <coughs> and how we personally um, are affected by it. So let's stand. Man of Sorrows. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Lots of different things happened over the next few days. The Gospels talk of Jesus clearing the temple because people were disrespecting the space. A woman anointed Jesus' feet with expensive perfume, which was really trippy for the religious leaders and for Judas. Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples, and Judas gapped it early to betray Jesus to the religious leaders. Zonda Kids presents the G. Sorry. Soldiers and religious leaders came with Judas to arrest Jesus. Jesus went on trial before the governor Pilate and also before King Herod. He was beaten up pretty badly and then sent to die. Zonda Kids presents the Jesus Storybook Bible. Every story whispers his name. Written by Sally Lloyd Jones and read by David Suchet. The Servant King. It was Passover, the time when God's people remembered how God had rescued them from being slaves in Egypt. Every year they killed a lamb and ate it. The lamb died instead of us, they would say. But this Passover, God was getting ready for an even greater rescue. Jesus and his friends were having the Passover meal together in an upstairs room. But Jesus' friends were arguing. What about? <laughs> they were arguing about stinky feet. Stinky feet? Yes, that's right. Stinky feet. Now, the thing about feet back then was that people didn't wear shoes. They only wore sandals, which might not sound unusual, except that the streets in those days were dirty. And I don't mean just dusty dirty, I mean really stinky dirty, with all those cows and horses everywhere. Oh, you can imagine the stuff on the street that ended up on their feet. So anyway, someone had to wash away the dirt, but it was a dreadful job. Who on earth would ever dream of volunteering to do it? Only the lowliest servant. I am not the servant, Peter said, nor am I. Said Matthew. 
Finally, Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, picked up a basin of water, knelt down, and started to wash his friend's feet. You can't, Peter said. He didn't understand about Jesus being the servant king. If you don't let me wash away the dirt, Peter, Jesus said, you can't be close to me. Jesus knew that what people needed most was to be clean on the inside. All the dirt on their feet was nothing compared to the sin inside their hearts. Then wash me, Lord, Peter said, tears filling his eyes. All of me, one by one, Jesus washed everyone's feet. I am doing this because I love you, Jesus explained. Do this for each other. Now, one of Jesus' friends had made a bad crown. No one else knew what the bad crown was, but Jesus knew, and so did Judas. Judas was going to help the leaders capture Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Go on, Judas, Jesus said. And Judas got up from the meal, left the room, and walked out on the crowd. Then Jesus picked up some bread and broke it. He gave it to his friends. He picked up a cup of wine and thanked God for it. He poured it out shared it. My body is like this bread. It will break, Jesus told them. This cup of wine is like my blood. It will pour out. But this is how God will rescue the whole world. My life will break and God's broken world will mend. My heart will tear apart and your hearts will heal. Just as the Passover lamb died, so now I will die instead of you. My blood will wash away all of your sins, and you will be clean on the inside, in your hearts. So whenever you eat and drink, remember, I rescued you. Jesus knew it was nearly time back to God. I won't be with you long, he said. You are going to be very sad, but God's helper will come, and then you'll be filled up with a forever happiness that will never leave. So don't be afraid. You're my friends, and I love you. Then they sang their favorite song and walked up to their favorite Even though it was midday, a dreadful darkness covered the face of the world. The sun could not shine. The earth trembled and quaked. The great mountain shook. Rocks split in two. Until it seemed that the whole world would break. 
and creation itself would tear apart. Father, Jesus cried, I give you my life. And with a great sigh, he let himself die. Strange clouds and shadows filled the sky. Purple, orange, black, like a bruise. Purple reminds us that the rocks and the ground shook and the sun disappeared into darkness when Jesus died. The sky was purple like a bruise as the whole of creation grieved and cried. This morning, we lay a purple ribbon on our cross to remind us of Jesus' death. Jesus' friends gently carried Jesus' body. They laid Jesus in a new tomb carved out of rock. How could Jesus die? What had gone wrong? What did it mean? They didn't know anything anymore, except they did know their hearts were breaking. Joseph was a member of the Jewish Council. He was a good and honest man. He had not agreed with what the leader had decided and done. He was from Amathia, a town in Judea. He was waiting for God's kingdom. Joseph went to Pilate and asked Jesus for Jesus' body. He took it down, wiped it, and made linen cloth. Then he put it in a tomb, cut the rock. No one had ever put it in a tomb. It was liberation in for the Sabbath was about to begin. The woman who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph. They were they saw They saw the tomb and how Jesus' body was placed in it. 
and I went home pressed prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath day in in order to obey the law. White reminds us of the cloth that wrapped Jesus' body on that dark Friday. Jesus' friends were sad. They would never see their best friend ever again. How could um how could this happen? Wasn't Jesus the rescuer? The king God had promised that wasn't supposed to end this like this. Yes, but however said anything about the end. Zonda Kids presents the Jesus Storybook Bible. Every story whispers his name. Written by Sally Lloyd Jones and read by David Suchet. Jesus, the rescuer, the king God had promised. It wasn't supposed to end like this. He has, but whoever said anything about the end? Just before sunrise, on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it and waited. At the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and other women headed to the tomb to wash Jesus' body. The early morning sun slanted through the ancient olive tree. Drops of dew glittering on leaves and grasses, little tears everywhere. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path through the olive groves until they reached the tomb and immediately noticed something odd. It was wide open. They peered through the opening something else. A shining man was there with clothes made from lightning. Don't be scared, the angel said. 
they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. The angel asked them, what are you doing here? This is a tomb in the tombs of the dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt. And then the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a nightmare. The other women rushed home, but Mary stayed behind. How could it be true? Jesus was definitely dead. How could he be alive? Just then, Mary heard someone else in the garden. Perhaps it's the gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. I don't know where Jesus is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right. Jesus knew where she was, and he had found her. Mary. Only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart pumping. She turned around. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming. But she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing Jesus. Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs shook her whole body. And all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold on to Jesus said gently, and always be close to me. But now go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear, fresh air. And it seemed to her that morning, as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. The trees, tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, was God really making everything sad come untrue? Was he making even death come untrue? She couldn't wait to tell Jesus' his friends. Then he won't be Jesus, she gasped. She was reminds us of the new dawn, of the sun as it peeps over the hills and bathes the world in its warm light. Gold also reminds us of the angels who blazed in light at the tomb, driving away the darkness and death.
and we celebrate this new dawn, the rising of the sun and the defeat of death. Let us sing our praises together.
It was a long walk that day. The Sabbath had finished the night before, and the first break of night, the two men got out of Jerusalem as fast as possible. They didn't want to stick around and find out what happened next. They had watched their friend Jesus get arrested. They had watched the Roman soldiers kill him on the cross, and they would never forget how the rocks shook and a great earthquake split the ground up, <clears throat> and how the sun just stopped shining, even though it was the middle of the day. They had watched as Jesus' body was wrapped in white cloth and placed in a tomb, and darkness fell. They are terrified, these two men walking away from the scene of Jesus' death and the death of all their hopes and dreams. They were sure Jesus was going to do something amazing, and then he got himself killed. Was he God? It didn't seem likely now. How could Jesus have been God if he had let himself get killed? On and on they walked, talking as they went deep in thought with their heads hanging low. Ray reminds us of the road they walked that day and the grey fog of depression that hangs over them, the doubts and questions, the loss. Slow down. Slow down. We're far enough from Jerusalem. We're just, we're just two pilgrims on the road. If anyone asks, we were in Jerusalem to Passover. We, we heard of this Jesus. We saw him preaching the temple, but we never saw him. Or Galileans. Maybe, maybe we heard him preach. We heard him from Galilee. Who's that you're talking about? Jesus of Nazareth. What about him? He was some sort of teacher. Some pilgrims thought he was the leader come to free us. So they said to us. He was condemned and handed over to the Romans. So? He was crucified. And now they said he's come back to life. <laughs> 
you don't believe the scriptures. I'll just say this. Isaiah wrote that the Son of God will come to earth. Will know human death at the hands of men. Surely Jesus told you these things would happen. I heard such things. You're slow to believe. My brother's house is this way. When you stop with us for some food, come. Come leave with us. reminds us of the fire that burned in their hearts when they talked with Jesus. Jesus who was dead, but now is alive. Orange reminds us that God brings us to life. God has conquered death, and God gives us victory. God brings light to the dark places of our lives, and God is like a fire, unstoppable. Um, we're going to go into communion, prayer and communion. Um, I have a very quick how-to um, to make communion possible this morning. We have, um, if you can pop the slide up, Pam, that'd be great. We have little combined communion cups. Uh, 
Um, so very quickly, these two layers, there's a very soft plastic layer that you peel off first. That will give you the bread. The second layer is to get to the grape juice. Um, just because it's unfamiliar to everybody this morning. And if you're gluten-free, we have um, gluten-free wafers for you. Thank you. At Maria Church, who enter the home, let us pray together. Um, at the end of each section, I will say, the Lord is risen, and you know what to say in response. Shall we try that? The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. And I'm hoping it's going to be a bit louder when we get to this, but there's more. Um, okay, kids, uh, our Jesus is described as the Lion of Judah. Can I hear, on a count of three, a roar? One, two, three. Roar! That was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you very much. And for your adults as well. Um, he's also the Lamb of God. So one, two, three. Nice, you got it. You got it. So when I say, as I get to the end of each section, I'm going to say, the Lord is risen. Everybody will respond. And then you will bow or roar. Yeah? And we're going to see who's louder, the roars or the bars. Okay? Now, if you feel, you know, young of heart, you can roar as well. Cool. Okay. Let us, let us pray. Lord, the promise of green. We pray for new Christians who have been given a new hope, who have accepted the gift of grace that is freely given for all. Protect our hearts, Lord, for we are all new creations in you. The Lord is risen. Red, Lord, the sacrifice that you made on the cross came at a terrible cross, at a terrible cost, but you chose to die for all of us. Lord, we also pray for the sacrifices that are made around us, the sacrifices of parents, brothers and sisters and children, of missionaries overseas and here in New Zealand, of health workers, of our leaders, both local and government, our pastors, and those who serve us. The Lord is risen. Lord, the darkness, the purple darkness, the time of mourning, of fear. Lord, we pray for those who are ill, for victims of sin by others, for those in jail, for refugees escaping war, oppression, famine, and Lord, for those who remain. The Lord is risen. Lord, The white of the linens that wrapped your still body remember those who have passed away, some that seems to us before their time. Lord, we pray for those saints who are with you in heaven and those who mourn their loss. But Lord, we rejoice in their lives and look forward to meeting them again in heaven. The Lord is risen. Lord, the gold of victory of the treasure of eternal life restored. Lord, we are filled with joy at your return from the grave, and we pray that we will know that miracle in our own hearts. 
the Lord is risen. Lord, the grayness of doubt, of not trusting, we ask for your forgiveness. Psalm 31, 22 is read to us by Christians in the Ukraine just a few weeks ago. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight, yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. The Lord is risen. Not getting as many bars lately, are we? Lord, the orange dawn shouts that you are risen. Again, from Psalm 31, be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me, and be strong and take heart. All you who hope in the Lord. The Lord is risen. I would like us all to now take communion. Um, we have the tables for communion on my right and left. Um, and uh, uh, Wendy will also be up the front here for those uh, to offer a blessing uh, for those who feel they're not ready to take communion. I'll read from 1 Corinthians, and then you'll be invited to come up in your own time and share in what the Lord has done for us. 1 Corinthians 11. For I received from the Lord what I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I invite you all to come forward in your own time.
As we have been to today, you can see hanging over the cross. If you look at them, I'd like you to think about them. If you could pick one ribbon, what would it be? What colour is most important to you? Which colour do you want to reflect on as you leave today? Which colour have you not noticed before? Did you pick green, the colour of anticipation and excitement? Did you pick red, the colour of intense feelings of a busy and angry and painful time? Did you pick purple, the colour of Jesus' death? Did you pick white, the cloth Jesus' body was wrapped in? Did you pick gold, the sunrise on Sunday morning? Did you pick grey, the colour of the road people walked on? Did you pick orange for the fire that burned in their hearts? Why did you pick the colour that you did? Take a moment to sit and think. Imagine you are playing with the ribbon in your hands as you do so. Imagine you are watching the story unfold as it really happened. How do you feel? How did Jesus' friends feel? 
Out of all these colours, which best describes you? Maybe it is green. You have something new and exciting coming up and you are just waiting for it to unfold. Maybe it's red. Everything is chaotic and busy and exploding around you and you're not quite sure what is happening. Maybe it is purple. You are sad or grieving because someone you love had died. Maybe it's white. Something in your life is dead and buried and you wonder if there is any hope. Maybe it is gold. You feel like God is bringing something new, that life is starting. Maybe it's grey. You have questions and doubts and you need Jesus to help you. Maybe it's orange. You are really excited about Jesus. Which of these colours best describes you? Our service for today will be closing shortly. If you would like to come up to the cross and cut off a piece of ribbon to take home to remind you of today, please do so. You could use it as a bookmark or carry it in your pocket or put it in your lunchbox. If you would like someone to pray with you, please come to the area over there at the front. We are blessed to be able to share coffee and tea together again downstairs today. May you be blessed this Easter. Jesus is risen. He's risen indeed. Can I put in Jesus as my superhero on or not? Will I put it on? I just want the song on. I turn it down. Turn it down a little bit.